0: Look at the, the Mishnah on page 54 of uh, Gemara and Barachas. Uh, chayv Adam. You can either use this side or this. Chayv Adam Levorech alorah. A person is obligated to bless God for the bad. Kesheim Shem Levorech Alla The same as he blesses uh, for the good. What does that mean, Kesheim? What is that word, Kesheim? I want to say, what is the word, bar. What is the word, borokhi, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, early on in the Mishnah, we're told that for good things you say a bracha. Absoros tovos, on good tidings, you say borokha tova You make brochas and you make brochas for good. Then at the end of the Mishnah, it makes the outrageous claim uh, that you actually have to bless him for the bad. What what is that about? And what is the um, first century matrix and socio-cultural background? Because anything that's written is written as a polemic. So who are they fighting? Are they fighting the dualists, the Zoroastrians, who said there are two gods, Shte and Shuyot? There's a good god and a bad god. So in saying, in saying I am forcing you to make a blessing for the bad, I am saying you are making a faith statement that I believe in the one god, even though it's bad stuff happening to me, as opposed to saying I'm bowing to the, you know, Yaldagar, the god of good and the gold of bad as the Zoroastrians say, the Persian mystery religions, is that the background? Well, I want to just take it forward rather than looking at the background to that, which is a legitimate path, of course. And now he brings a proof text, A Mishnah is bringing a proof text, as it says, in the Shema. Bachol Now, the word Levavachol really is a misnomer because it should say bachol By saying Levavachol, it implies you have two hearts. And the commentators say, well, yeah, we have two chambers of the heart. We now know we have four, but in Galenic medicine, and I have the textbook of Galen's medicine, there are only two chambers, fine. So the two chambers are the, you should love God with both chambers, is there a difference between the chamber on the right and the left? Well, in the mystical literature, yes. The left is the sinister, right is the dextra. So it could be that the rabbis will tell us you have to love him with your Yetzir Tov and your Yetzir These are all derivative explanations as to the inexplicable use of the plural Bechol levavachar. Now, he's not interested in the levavachar. Well, it's going also be hearts. Not only two, it could be multiple. Multiple hearts. So, he says, with your evil inclination in your heart. That's not our concern today. If he even demands your soul, uh, sacrifice, martyrdom. Now comes to our interesting one. With all your might, all your with all your money, because that's where you put all your might. <laughs> Chasing money. And now comes the Dova Acher, meaning the Tanakama didn't say that. The originator of the Mishnah, Rebbe, didn't say that. The Dova Acher is an alternative explanation. Bechol Me'oderho means, and he's punning because the root of Me'oderho is not the same root as Bechol Mido, umido. but he's taking that pun. Whatever measure he meets out to you, meaning whether it's good or bad, you are to modeh, mode. It's a pun. You thank him. The root of midah is mem dalad dalad. The root of modeh is hey dalad hey. Chodayah Acknowledge Right And yet he's punning on it It's a Midrashic pun To say Why do I have to thank him for the bad? Because the directive in Deuteronomy Is to love him with all your ma'od We don't know It just could be I want you to love him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your ma'od. I really, really love him. That's the pshat. But the drush is, I must learn something from why is it, say, three different expressions of love. Okay, you know, means even y'yei tzahorah. Narachor, okay, even if he takes your soul. And ma'odachor, either money or the good or the bad. Now, that's the Mishnah. And therefore, one is obligated to bless God for the bad, just as He blesses Him for the God Equally, just the same. Now, let's go to the Gemara. That's in sixty. This is for you, just to take home. Now, in sixty, we go down to Chayiv Adam (coughs) B. Chayiv Adam. See that? Um, Three down. Three from the white light. Yeah. So the Gemara says, Adam, and you can follow it here if you want. Chayiv Adam, person is obligated to bless God for the good <laughs> or the bad. You can use the electronic if you want. My Chayiv Adam shem So the Gemara is very bothered by that. You could say, you know, you have to bless him with a smidgen. A little bit for the bad, but it's demanding that we actually bless him kashem equally. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, equally so. Elaima now we're gonna question that. Typical Gomorrah. <laughs> Just as a person recites the blessing for good stuff that happens to him, Baruch Atosh Emelkenim Melechulam Al Hatov Vahmetiv. So of course, do we say that you make the same thing so like you get hit with cancer and you make a hatova meitiv thank you for doing me such good is that what you mean by the bracha meaning is the object of the bad thing that happened to you irrelevant as long as the bracha has the same formula hatovah meitiv whether it's good or bad is that what you mean? kashem? Does the word kashem shemavarach I make the same formulaic recitation for both. Mm. Yeah. So do you mean the kishems? We're trying to interpret the word no, right? Ah. We're bothered by kishem in the Mishnah. <laughs> no, it couldn't be that. Because we have early in the Mishnah al b'surus tov Al When someone dies, you don't say hatova maitiv. You say So, when you get bad news, we already have a formula for bad news. Okay, I have to accept your justice, because you're the correct judge. This whole teaching, kashem, is about not the object, not the formula, but the attitude. Meaning, my attitude, bad stuff stuff happening to good people, has to be the same. Misfortunes have to be accepted with simcha. So the Mishnah then means just as we receive positive developments with simcha, so too we receive negative happenings to us with simcha. Now the word simcha is a very complicated word. When Rabbi Nachman says you have to be tomat basimcha, Some people like the Nanachs think you have to be jumping on the high road to Jerusalem and stopping the traffic and dancing and getting people out to dance, which I think is very cute, but I don't think that's what Rabbeinu meant by Simcha. I think if you look at every time Rabbeinu uses the word Simcha, I would think that it has more to do with equanimity, Hmm. meaning that nothing moves me from my Devekut and my pedestal and my rootedness and groundedness, whether it's good or it's bad, I am the I'm in this equanimity. Um, I am a Das Yochid in this, most people say, no, don't say Rabbeinu, you think no Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu says simcha. that means happy. But we know that happiness is gilo, rino, ditzo, chedva, avo, achvo, right? There are many, there are ten different expressions for what you in English call happy and are much more nuanced. One is joy, one is revelry, one is satisfaction, one is serenity, right? So we know that it's very complicated and translating from Hebrew into English means translating culturally from a Christian culture into what we don't know is the Jewish culture. But that's what Rava says. Okay. What is the source for Rava saying that? Now we go to the next generation. Right? That's what Rava said. The next generation. Oma Rabbi Acha Rabbi Levi. What is... Give me a verse that supports that idea that whether it's good or bad, I should have that attitude of equanimity or happiness or whatever. So, of course, he's going to go where? He's going to go to Psalms. All right, let's look at him. So, what is the Psalm? Psalm 101. So, this is the this is the Moses Psalms, right? 90 through 100. It's Philol Moshe. And it says, uh, Kindness and justice do I sing to you, Hashem, do I sing praise. Okay. Psalm 101 is very nice. It's la di la But he's going to find something very dark in this. Im chesed oshira. Chesed, that means a a gift. It's something I give to you, God says. And I sing to you, O Lord, in praise when you do chesed to me. The Mishpat are shira. Now, mishpat, that's not so easy. Mishpat means strict justice. So if I'm getting what I deserve, That's not always good for me. That could be punishing, it could be sickness, it could be poverty, (laughs) it could be all the Rosh Etevos, the FBI, the DEA, the FDA, all the (laughs) Rosh Etevos, right? The IRS. That's Mishpah. And whether it's Chesed or Mishpah. So Chesed or Mishpah in the literal translation is uh, uh, kindness and of your kindness and justice, I sing your praises, Lord but in the in the drush in the in the gemara he's saying it's just the opposite it's not about you it's about what you do to me whether you give chesed or you give me mishpat i will sing your praises that's a, a support for rabbi abba's statement that <clears throat> the ma'odecha. the missioner is saying that i should bless him for the bad the notion that my attitude should be of simcha And the the proof text for that would be the verse in Psalms. (laughs) A different explanation, a different verse. (laughs) Rabbi Shmuel bar Nacham ni'oma mehoche. He says it comes from the same Psalm, but Psalm 56. Why? Because it says Bashem Ahal Dova Bashem Elohim Ahal Dovah." So we know that Psalms was a diptych a, dipty- a dipstick, meaning that there are two columns to every psalm. So one Levitical side of the of would sing the first half and the other Levitical choir sing the opposite. Mm. That's why <coughs> it looks like a dipstick, meaning there's a repetitiveness, but that's a poetic repetitiveness for the music of the choirs here he says well no there can't be anything repetitive in the Torah it, it, there must be a meaning behind it and what's the difference between the first dipstick and the second the first one says BASHEM AHAL EL and the second is <inaudible> Belokim, oh, I have to praise him, meaning I have to be besimcha, whether it's his aspect of Hashem, which is chesed, or his aspect of Elohim, which is midat ha I will praise him in an instant of benevolence when I am praising him in his aspect relating to me of Elohim then it is Midat Puronios. I will still praise him even though I'm going through tribulations and trials and punishment this is another Proust one more Rabbi Tanchum says the source is from Psalm 116 which is we say that by Havdalah we lift up the coast and we say, "Coast, Yeshuas Essa Uvashem Hashem Ekro I will raise the cup of salvation and in the name of God I will invoke em Whether it's that or distress and grief I'll still evoke the name of Hashem So it doesn't matter I'm going to raise that kos yeshua says so. Whether it's shame Hashem The yud which is mitas harachamim Or tsar which is the mitas hadin That's affecting me Lastly the rabbanan omre um, And this is very sad in Job When Job loses everything, he nevertheless says in the very first chapter, Hashem Natan, v'Hashem Lakach, Yehi Shem Hashem Avorach. So he's now saying in his own biography, God gave me everything. I became a wealthy man. I have children and I have cattle. And now I've been struck and I've lost everything? Mm-hmm. Makes no difference to me, he's still to be blessed. That's the strongest actually. In all the verses in Psalms, it's split between the good God and the punishing God. Good God and punishing God. Lifting up the coast where he does that, lifting up the coast when he does that. <clears throat> but the rabbis have a much much more powerful proof text by suggesting of all people most complicated person in the Old Testament, who Jung says, calls out God in his silence. Hashem Natan, Hashem Lakach. I'm the same. I am blessing him, whether he gave me all this wealth and whether he took all this wealth, whether he gave me my children and now he whacked my children. He's to be blessed. And we're using that as the proof text once more to suggest that I have to approach equanimity with Simcha uh, either way. <coughs> and the Gemara now, it's like 200 years later, saying, rab-huna b'shem Now I'm taking it all back to Rabbi Akiva, one of the Talmudim, right, of Rabbi Yochan Zakkai, going back to the very first generation and i'll have a i have a kabbalah that says a b'risa in the name of rabbi akiva the following le olam Yehei, adam ragil lomer a person should always be get used to saying like a mantra right called avid rahman le tav avid. whatever the merciful one does he does for the best now how does that differ from what we just said about job they said Omarabhuna, meaning the final editor of the Talmud, taking that his stock library of Rabbi Akiva, he's taking this from. Uh, the rabbanan stitching them together he's trying to explain what the mission is doing so in the, we're talking about the fifth century final redaction of the gomorrah asked editor and stuff going all the way back to rabbi akiva second century rabbi the third century and stitching them all together in the final redaction of the gomorrah he think that that's the same as that <clears throat> clearly he wants to add that to add let's say authority to it because the authority is I'm taking this all the whack back to Rabbi Akiva a person should make sure that he's constantly saying whatever's happening to me is happening for the best right the rabbanan who said that saying from that posuk he's happy about it no one said that Job was happy dead you he shame Hashem Mervo It's a different tone you don't know how he was feeling and in mm-hmm. fact, when you go to chapter thirty-three of Joe, he wasn't feeling happy at all. He had boils and blisters, right? And he goes, "The only thing I can be is be silent. There's nothing for. I'm I'm out of this. You've mm-hmm. done all that. I'm done. I'm silent. The din. And no one. There's no one who says of the Mefarshim, uh, he's in a state of happiness. <laughs> he's sitting on the ground in boils and blisters, right? Seems that the that the that the final editor had to add in <clears throat> that authoritative." quotation going back to Rabbi Akiva to, to get us back on track because you might be going down that rabbit hole saying, where's the happiness here? right? And what is the model? We're going to give you a story, not a mashal. Remember last week mm. we talked about a fictional narrative. This is a story, a maissa that happened to Rabbi Akiva. He's traveling along the road, and he comes to a city, and he crested Uh, a hotel room and no one could provide him any. Every time the God Squad comes to Lafayette, every bloody room is taken and I call out. No, it's me, I'm there three times (sighs) a week. Sorry, the God Squad arrived. (laughs) (laughs) 2,000 Christians for their convention. There's no way we can give you a room. Rabbi Akiva goes to lodgings, there's no room available. So what does he do? He employs this mantra. And we're gonna it's a beautiful story because a, along the way you get this insertion of the mantra. So it's a real moral tale in that oh. genre of moral tales. So he says exactly what our final redactor said. Okay. Call to Ovid Rahman al it Whatever happens, the Ibjda does is for the best. I'm not gonna complain. Wait a minute, you just you lost, you don't have a room. The next oasis is, is 50 kilometers on a camel. Never mind. So he slept in the field. Vahave a goal of a Now he had with him three, uh, three animals. He had with him uh, a rooster, Rashi says, to wake him up to daven, <laughs> very piously. An alarm clock. An alarm clock. A donkey. To obviously, it's his, it's his, uh, it's his car. It's his, it's his vehicle. And a lamp. So now what happens <clears throat> up to those three items? also <laughs> zika, a wind came and blew out the lamp. Also <laughs> shunra, and, and a cat or a fox or whatever came and ate the Tana'go, his rooster. Also a lion came and ate his donkey. <laughs> and now the... The narrator of the story adds Omar, he said, called <laughs> to Avid Rahman. Whatever uh, right. happens is for good. So he's one of these heroes, right? Of these fables. <laughs> this is a Khadgadia, right? <laughs> yeah, kinda. Okay. And now we're gonna see why he was right. Of course, also Shunra, of course. They're an illusion. Don't think that the Benish Five doesn't make an allusion to, to the Khad Gadiang. Be Belelo that very night, Oso Gyoysa Shavelemosa, an army came and captured the city. So when he said, it's best, everything that happens is good. I couldn't get a hotel room. Well, had you stayed in a hotel room, you would have been a prisoner. Omelahu love Omre, L'hu. And Rabbi Akiva said to them, meaning to maybe, we don't know who them was, maybe it was the people who are accompanying him and who are arguing and complaining, and he goes, well, did I not tell you that everything that God... God did, and Rashi says what? Had the lamp been open, they would have captured him. Had the donkey braid, they would have known heard him. And had the uh, had the rooster rooster, they would have heard them too. So whatever happened to him, which appeared on the surface to be bad, um, turned out to be for the good. Die Amara Amara, now, this is the punchline that I wanted to discuss, uh, in the name of Rabbi Mayer, that a person should always minimize his words before God. Because it says in Ecclesiastes, uh, "Hey, listen, don't don't shoot your mouth off, and let not your heart be hasty to question divine justice." Because God is in heaven, and, uh, and 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 you are on the land, on the ground. Al so let your words be few. It's so a very interesting. Um, Meaning, let this just means let your words be few because he's got the wider picture. He's in the Shemaim, so he's got the bigger picture. You have a very narrow worldview, so you're going to misinterpret what's happening mm-hmm. because of your narrow worldview. Mm-hmm. But but clearly, the fact that the Ma'oreiach puts it right after Rabbi Akiva means what he's really saying. By Just by the juxtaposition of that interpretation next to this means, not just let your words be few, but your complaints be few. Mm. Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense. What's he putting it in this whole uh, sugia that has to do with complaining about the bad? And Meurek is the editor, right? Right, the so final the, editor. Yeah, and this does not obviously relate to the previous discussion about… Uh, Originally, it had nothing to do. It's a, it's a parish on the posse in in, uh, in Mm-hmm. In fact, it's just a quote from the pasuk in Caheles without any parish, right? All he's saying is that a person should keep his words few. Why? Because the posseg actually says it. There's no drush here. It's a true, literal reading of the posseg in Caheles. There's no midrash going on. But the fact that he's juxtaposing this with the Gemara that came before (coughs) implies that... um, that uh, one should be sparing in one complaints. Now you remember it says that the you should love him with your both your hearts. How can I love God with my Yetzit? hara? So it says in Genesis 2, 7. It says God formed man from the dust of the ground. But the word Vayitzeh has two Yuds. Double Yud. So why is there a double Yud? <coughs> because Yitzah is a pun on Yitzer. Vayitze comes from the word Yud Tzadik Resh. The root letter is to form something out of something else like clay. And Yitzer means... The desire of a man. Okay, so he is punning and saying that the double yud means that he is making two formations here. Two vayitzes What are they? So the word yotzar and yeter have the same consonants but different vowels, and therefore. Um, this alludes to the double inclination that a person has. Maskevlo Rab Nachman Rab raised a, 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 an argument. Then should be inferred that a beast, uh, when he says he formed, yeah. are not written with two years but only one word. Le- less lo Yitzra. When it comes to the animals, and we consider an animal meaning that animal nature within us, when he created the animals, there's only one Yetzirah. Are you telling me they don't have a horror? And we see that that an animal bites and damages and kicks, so a beast does have a horror. We would question that today. We would just say (laughs) that... Neurological. That he's set up to do with it, right? I mean, you could, I think he's talking, maybe he's talking about animals that are like just vandalizing stuff. Or you could say that that they're not tame and docile. Yeah. (coughs) Yeah. Yeah. The the tame and docile animal can somehow get angered and that can also cause it. So then the Gemara says, You're right, I can't use the double yud to explain the Yates' and Yates' Because then that would get me down that uh, objection to animals. And we know that animals do have a yetzar and it only has one Yud. So I have to explain the double yuds in a different way. Ela meaning in order to resolve this objection, which is insurmountable, I'm going to offer you a different explanation. Kedir Shimon ben Pazi, Rab Shimon ben Pazi, mi mi Meaning... <coughs> The two Yeitz are not my Yetsahara, people who determine my behavior one is God because he created me and one is my Yetzirah that pushes me to do naughty things again mi yitzri, woe is to me because of my creator because he's going to punish me if I succumb to this temptation and mi yitzri, woe is to me for my evil occasion my evil inclination uh, that causes me to suffer, suffer the temptation when I'm trying to be a good boy I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm whacked both ways right? I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't. The dual demands of man's nature are what the Yud's define. That is a very profound idea. Uh, That is that the creator, which is the Yotza, and the inclination, which is the Yatza, are constantly, consonantly the same, the same consonants, but the double Yud alludes to the, the, not the that uh there are two inclinations but that i am one person and i'm torn i think my evil inclination and my virtuous inclination i think what he's saying here is Woe to me, because God's going to whack me if I do wrong, and woe to me because I'm forced to do wrong because of okay. imagination. Yeah, I am. Oh, I'm in a double bind. I'm uh, in a catch-22. Uh, uh, no, not even a catch-22. I am going to fall victim to right. nation. and God is going right. to punish me. So I, I would, woe is to me. I, I argue with you Isn't on that, that because no, no because it comes in relationship between the in in opposition to the animal Yatesahara. So if the animal has a Yitzha horror and it doesn't have a double yud, then casuistically, from the Talmudic perspective, that double yud must mean something outside that Yetzer horror that's... You see what I'm saying? Because I have to have an alternative explanation to, but we the see W's. an animal okay. kicks you. So I'm saying that that I am torn between who I'm answerable to. I'm answerable to the Rabboni Shlom for my misdeeds, but I'm also answerable to the Sahara who's constantly tempting me so that I am being torn by allegiances. That's what he's saying. I have to think about that. That's hard. Lastly, Another explanation of that verse of the W is, <clears throat> Man is a schizophrenic. He's a schizophrenic. Why? He has dupartzufin. There's one in the front and one in the back, or one on top of the other, and what are they? Mauritian had dupartzufin, two figures. Oh, one was male and one was fem- female. Hmm. So dupartzufin means here hermaphrodite, mm-hmm. and they were joined back to back. Incompatible beings joined and one of these were later separated to form the woman and that says as it says (coughs) As it says In Psalm 139, Ocho vokedem tzartoni. You created me, now the Pashtus is, you created me a front side and a back side. But here it means the two Yuds represent the feminine side of me and the masculine side. You created two of me. This double formation is alluded to the double Yud, so it has nothing to do with morality, nothing to do with the heart and nothing to do with the Yetzirah. I thought that this pericope was very interesting because what he has done is that the Gomorrah has kind of atomized the Mishnaic formulation, meaning the Mishnaic formulation, this is the Gomorrah brachos, it's all about the declarative, performative aspects of making blessings. We we have to know that we have to bless God for everything. So we, if we go back now to um, the Pehal Mida or Mida Shehu on page fifty four, what is the Mida he meets to you? It means now something. Having learned the Gemara, we can go back to fifty four a two. Chayiv Adam a person is 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 is, is He's obligated um, to bless for the the, the 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 bad as much as the good, the mad as much as the good, because it says with all your heart, meaning with your two inclinations, the Tov and the yaitzahara. So so. So the te- Yetzir Hora and the Yetzir Tov, that's um, the good and the bad. Meaning, if I have a Yetzir okay, I mean, I have to bless him for that too. I have to bless him if I have to die, uh, I'll pee as a martyr. And then besides being money, is whatever meter he meets out to you. And now we know from the Gemara that could mean the perspective point of view. He has a wider perspective up there, and you have a bottom. Or we can take the Job example that whatever you've done to me You are blessed Whether I'm happy about it or not Is irrelevant, right? That's a power thing And the whole of Job Is an Indian and an issue Of the more powerful creator Versus the less powerful created creature But it says here Whatever midor he hands out to you You are obligated to bless him Now this is to do with obligation. Does it say here that you should go out and seek suffering? No. Does it say here that you have to um, express Simcha? No, that came in the Gemara later late in the Gemara it says you have to have an equanimity and you have to accept it with simcha, meaning the attitude. In the Mishnah it's very clear uh, that whether it's good or bad you have to express the formulaic lesson. So I'm reminded of uh, a book written by Elie Wiesel called The Trial of God and these guys are sitting uh, in the concentration Camp. Uh, they were Dayanim. They were originally, um, they were originally um, uh, judges in their courts in Eastern Europe, and they decided to hold a trial, a Beitin, and take God to Beitin. Okay, so you take God to based in, there, um, there have to be those on his side and those against his side. So they call witnesses, they call and they call witnesses who've suffered because of God's allowing the Nazis to do what they're doing. And finally they sit down, they've heard all the witnesses and they deliberate. And finally they came out with the final verdict that God is guilty. God is guilty. So what do you do with that? (laughs) (laughs) Where do you go from here? what happens to your religion what happens to the future what happens to a future without God the chief judge claps on the table it's now time to in. <laughs> and I thought that there was an absolutely brilliant story that ties in when it came to mind when I'm learning this you can't just learn this as if you're living in the first century or you're living living in the 5th century Gemara, or you're living in a medieval time, you're, we're living in a post-holocaust age. What does it mean to us when it says that you have to continue to say this bracha despite "Mida or jehu mo'ded really? Even when he kills a third of your people, when he takes a million and a half babies and allows them to go up in ash, is that about him, is that about you? Who, Who are the actors in this? Clearly the mission is saying whatever happens to you, you still have to have an attitude to the Rabboni Shloylam that is moide. Now, moide, because it's the pun on the word mida, mida, doesn't say you have to... happy, thank him. I say modelo means you have to acknowledge. <coughs> Not thank him. Ani means I acknowledge. Well, that's easier for me. Meaning I acknowledge that I have a choice. Either there is a divine providence in the world in which I have to hold him accountable uh, because I'm just a mere mortal, and I engage him three times a day, and if I have a relationship with him, it's the way I have a relationship with my wife. And she knows how to, to to stick a knife in me anytime she wants. And yet I have to admit that. I have to acknowledge that, that by marrying her, I'm allowing her to hurt me every single day. That's the mode I think, that we're saying. Hmm. And so when when the man gets up and says, Raboisa, he claps on the table, no time to daven mincha it means that I'm not going to give up just the fact that he's guilty so he's that's his problem so he has to do penance. yeah you, you have to he, change this marsh uh, of clapping the table okay and with something else right? all right you have to get up and brush your teeth okay know. fine that's fine but whatever it is we have to daven mincha and that doesn't mean we're happy with it that's what I want to say as a post Holocaust reading this piece of Gomorrah I am suggesting that we have to continue the Torah Shabal pair, not just leave it ossified in black and white, but reread it and struggle with it in light of what's happened. Say, look, I, you know, you can have a dysfunctional marriage and still be committed, right? You can still put up with her cluff thing, you can still right? and say, Well, I signed on that dotted line 40 years ago. And I'm committed to that signature. That's what I signed. It's got my name. It's not something I could just walk away from because she's chepering me or clafting me and here too the metaphor which we use as Klal Yisrael with the Rabboni Shalom is the metaphor of Bayehi Bayon and Rashi says Poso, Rashi says that Moses completed the Mishkan like a, a Kala, he's bringing Klal Yisrael as a Kala into it. so we have a divine relationship that's like a an husband and wife and we have times where, and we have times where we have to be moider, and times where Job says, Be silent. Because I can't tell you what you're more foulful than me. <coughs> and I think that way, the meter or meter shehu modate, I can kind of live with that. If this isn't about, oh, be happy, don't worry, be happy, whatever he does, be happy, I don't think that means that at all. And Simcha doesn't mean Simcha, certainly not today. I think it just means that we can hold that relationship like that Dayan in Auschwitz who said, Guilty, but time to Dab Mincha.